Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere. I am your host, Megan. And with 90% of my functioning voice, I am your host, Joe. And we're here today to talk about episode 408 of Outlander, entitled Wilmington. That's right. A uh, little bit of delay this week, of course, because of this thing you may have heard of called Christmas. Yep. Uh, also, the beginning of Kwanzaa, if you celebrate that, happy Kwanzaa. Okay. What do you say? Crazy Kwanzaa? I don't know. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa it up. So this episode, Wilmington, was written for television by Lucas Shellhaz, and he actually wrote two episodes of season three. The first, Which ones were they? Well, I'll tell you. The first was Heaven and Earth, and that's where Claire becomes friends with that young guy who she ends up sticking the needle through his nose at the end of the episode, and also Annika, and she jumps off that. the ship. Yump. Yump. Yeah. That's what we called it. That's what we called it. And then he also wrote the episode called The Bakra, the one where... It was a great episode. It is the, a good one. That was the best episode of that bad season. That's not true. The best episode of that season was Oh, when... sorry. It's the Bloodfoot episode. Wasn't that The Bakra? Yeah. That's the... Did that... Was that the best episode that of the season? That was the episode of the season, yeah. What about the first three episodes with Frank? No. Okay. That was also Stinky Beard I'm just Jamie. Gonna say, the and... best episode of season three was called Freedom and Whiskey, and that was the Christmas episode... And that, the, you know, Frank, Frank, they have flashbacks, Frank. If you want to hear our opinions on <laughs> it, Frank, scroll up and find, and find episode whatever. That was the best one. This episode, let's go back to Wilmington, was directed, another female director, Jennifer Getzinger, and she directed. Have they all been females this season? I feel like it's been. No, if it hasn't, been. If it hasn't been all females, it has been heavily female, yes, which is great. it has not been all, all females. Um, but she directed an episode in season three called Surrender. Okay. And sure. that was the one that was um, cave when Jamie is a caveman. Caveman Jamie, yeah. Also, to note, uh, the episode of Surrender was Anne Kenny's last episode. She was one of the best writers on the show from season one and season two. We could we could use her. We could. Uh, could have used her today. And Jennifer Getzinger also directed First Wife, where Leary comes back and shoots oh, Jamie. Yeah. So these people worked on a bunch of episodes I didn't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The Carry, title shot of carrying the, on. Yeah, the title shot of this episode is the Wilmington Theater. Yeah, which makes sense because that's where a lot of it takes place. And then the first scene is we have Roger searching for Brianna, and he's sad. He is sad. He's sad looking. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's sad smelling. <laughs> looks, he looks dirty. Um, and he, there is a moment where he's looking at the Gazette. Yeah. With wonder through the window. Right, because why? Well, I think, I think this is the first moment when there is actual recognition of cool time travel experience. Right. I think, because... It's like, this is the same newspaper that had that obituary. Yes. Right. And I think, as a historian, that was Roger in awe. Right. And that is something that is not translating to television as it was in the book. Time traveling Roger is non-existent. I actually think I said to you, I don't know if it's written down in the old notes over there, but I said to you, like, I would love to have seen a little bit of, except for those, you know, that one day on a boat, like, he's had a massive journey. Oh, he has. It was months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, I would like to, to see how someone, you know, because it would have been a much, uh, a much different experience um, compared to Claire's because he was theoretically prepared you know like i'd like to know yeah. what you know especially as a historian what mm-hmm. he did differently i'm kind of mm-hmm. interested in that story why yeah. tell it why tell it well and what i noticed was brianna in the last episode she was very comfortable back in time like She's when fun. she rides yeah. up on a horse and buggy to lallybrock there's no sense of 
I'm on a fucking horse and buggy here. Yeah, like, right. look at this. Yeah, no, it, that, she's that's, just very like. Now I live back here. Like that, this, this show has just. I don't know. Like I know that the Roger and Brianna storyline is. It basically takes over as the main storyline, or at least a very prominent part of this story. It is prominent, and yep. they are just shit in the bed on it big time like well, i couldn't it. Care. yeah they're like they're skimming they're stalling yeah. i don't care they're not telling their stories they're trying to make us give any shits about these characters and i can tell you how many shits i give well None I, shits. I would That's even just like None. i would even just like to see brianna's reaction to putting a corset on rather than just yeah. walking out in full you know 18th yeah. century garb and leary saying oh that fits you perfectly like why even Claire, when she went back in time, and I know season one was written much better than yeah, yeah. the rest of the seasons, but there was that scene where, where you see her, you know, yeah. the corset going no. on for the first time and the look of shock. It's like, I want to see that from a girl who's growing up in the 70s, yeah. right? In 1970 yeah. going back. Like, yeah. Claire was from the 40s. And you, yeah, you, uh, you've gone on and on about how much you don't like Sophie Skelton's acting. Um, and I don't know that she's good or bad because they haven't really given her much to work with. Well, you, know, you are you you were saying that you thought she was pretty good in this episode. I, I mean, she's fine at what she's doing, but they have no like neither Roger nor Brianna have really had character moments in the entire series. They haven't had character moments. They're always just like vessels playing off of Frank or playing off of Claire or trying to play off each you know each other's wooden emotions. Like neither of them have. have Roger's had, not wooden. I don't. I think Rogers, also crap. Um, but I like. But again, like they're not giving him much to work with. I guess Rogers had a couple character moments he with has. Fiona, and with uh, the letter lady. Uh, but I haven't liked them. So what letter lady? The lady with the letter. The letter lady. The lady's like, hey, I have this letter. Oh yes. When I when he walked yeah, up, but he had those... character moments when he met um, Morag McKenzie. Sure. Right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he, he has, I guess, had more to work with than, than Brianna's character. But um, Brianna's got nothing. They've given She's, her nothing. Yeah. Hot, sweet nothing. Yeah. So he's searching for her. He's got that picture. He sees Fergus. And yeah. he says, have you seen this woman? Fergus is so nice. He says, no, I'm sorry. I have not. Yeah, no. Like, nice. Nice, Fergus. Yeah. And then we actually follow Fergus, right? He leaves right. sad Roger saying, I'm sorry, I haven't seen her. He goes home. Marcelie's there. Smile, smile, smile. Oh, Jamie and Claire are literally around the corner from where Roger is. And I love this. I love this kind of thing. Because it's like, oh, there's... Oh, quick ink machine. So yeah, long. it's yeah, it's it's so great. <laughs> um, and right away, you're like, wait, where's Young Yin? And there's one quick line that Jamie delivers. And you say, you said, Young Yin's gone again? How many fetch quests does Young Yin need to do? <laughs> Anyone out there who plays video games will understand that reference, but yeah, like it's I don't know why they're writing him out of the out of the show, but yeah, it's every episode. Young Ian's off to somewhere to fetch something. Yeah, hope he's getting a lot of XP for it. Anyway, well, I think I think in a in a with a cast this large, it's one thing in a book to have Ian there, but right. for a, to pay an actor to not even have a storyline, just to kind of stand there on the sidelines, right. like and, Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does have a storyline. He just had a baby. Right. Where's the Baird? That's his. That was his big line. Right. That was yeah. his big. And no, I'm sorry. Yeah. But so Claire goes in and she and Marcelie have a moment. Marcelie says, "I'm so full of love. My heart's full to burst or mm-hmm. fit to burst." And you said, "So that baby is obviously sleeping through the night." 
Yeah, yeah, there. We have one that is not. Yeah, we're saving. not. We're not fit to burst. But our we're hearts like, are fit to burst. Absolutely, love, no, we love hundred percent. But, but we're not as like right glowing. She was just really rocking that baby. Yeah, I that's think their great. baby. Good for I them. Think their baby is sleeping through. The Let's night give for them sure. their own show somewhere else that I don't need to watch. Meanwhile, Roger hears Brianna's voice. Right, they fortuitously reunite. walking through the bar. And who is in the same inn as Roger fortuitously? Well, it's Wilmington. It's a small it's a small town, right? Yes, it's a yeah. small developing town. There's only so many bars. Yeah, no, I guess so that's true. It makes true. sense. It makes eventually sense. Eventually they would have run, run into each other. Into each other I guess. And I really liked the reunion. Did right. you like the reunion? That that quick hug? Uh, I mean, kind of. I think it, it was one of the, the probably their best interaction in yeah, the entire show because they're both kind of exhausted. It looks like they're both exhausted. They're, mm-hmm. they're both kind of at the end of their rope. They're both kind of have a what the fuck did I do kind of look on their <laughs> face. And I think just honestly, just to get some level of familiarity, must have been such yeah, a like, relief. It was a huge relief, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to point out that Roger looks so good in this. Like, he, he looks, like, very weathered. Like, his face looks like he's been on a boat. Yeah, like, got, it looks weather weather. got torn. a sassy ponytail. He does. And kudos to Richard Rankin for not wearing a bad wig. No, you're on Sophie Skelton Well, he pulls her outside kind of aggressively. And her wig has yep. never looked worse. I would like for everyone to go back and look at the scene where he pulls her outside and they start to talk. Right. That wig, why, 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 why? Also... Why is her hair so curly? It was bone straight in Boston. Now it's like a poodle perm. And people have written about this. And, and they're like, oh, well, it's the humidity. And she ironed it. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they just happened to only be able to find a curly red, red wig. And I brought this up to you. And I said, what do you think about that? And you're like, I don't notice hair at all. It didn't bother you. No, I don't care. You said as long as it's... If it's not Jamie's bad bangs, I don't, I don't notice care. it. Yeah, I don't care. I don't pay attention. You notice every lock of everyone's hair on the show, but I hair don't care. Right. Yeah. They go to a barn. They they go into a barn. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's super weird because because they off. it's like the Roger character, I don't I don't know what he's like in the book and I never will. But um he's sweet, really sweet. Yeah, it was this was a weird moment because they pull out in the No, he's not sweet. It, honestly, here's the thing. Well, the book is written third oh, person the bo- by sorry, Roger. In the so book, you know just, what his thoughts and feelings oh, are. So in the book, he's sweet. Yes, Because in the show, he's a dick. I know. Like, they bring him out on the street, and he's kind of being a... He's like, like hugging a, at her Yeah, arm? he's like a... He looks like, like a bit of a... Aggressive. A, aggressive dick bag. And, and like... But then it's weird because... Um, they have this, like, pseudo fight where he's being a dick bag... And that weird girl who I'm supposed Lizzie, to care about Lizzie. is looking through the window. Yeah. You think Roger and Brianna have no storyline. Anyway, let's talk about what's her name. Lizzie. I don't even know her name. Her name's Lizzie. Irrelevant. It's no not, one, though. No it's one not. needs to know her name. Anyway. But then all of a sudden they go around the corner and they're making out. It makes no sense. They're having a fight and then all of a sudden Brianna's all over them. You know, so like a bad wig. And um, Yeah. And he's so good. He's like... He's talking to her, and I believe everything he says. Really? And I said, "It's when she talks, it's like she's saying wood, 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 wood." Your response? That's what he's saying to her right now. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, they go around this corner into an alley into just like a rando barn, barn, you blacksmith, were very by something. This. Like, Why is there a bed? Is and then they fire? spend the whole episode there, yeah. just like some rando place. That, she does uh, say, "Close the door." 
Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they proceed to just sex it up in this stranger's well, shed. Well, and before they sex it up, as you are saying, uh-huh. Roger, they they still they get married. He has always said, "I want all of you or none at all," and she decides. Did you like that line? No. Okay. Um, it seems a little bit controlling. Yeah, he's a controlling um, dude. But she says, how could I resist a man who traveled 200 years to be with me? Also a great line. Blech. Not a great line no. at all. Super romantic. To Like, if I fell back in time, Joe, I Which would you want will. you to... I'll follow you. I would want you to. That's right. So it is a romantic notion. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for the delivery of the line. But they do then get married. She says, I will marry you. They have a hand fast. Is that what it's called? Hand Don't fast? Know. Didn't, I tuned out. But they, they... It's kind of like in Braveheart. Yeah. Tied the... Tied the cloth around their hands. They tied the knot. That's where yeah. the expression comes from. So they, they do get married first, and then the sex begins. Well, one other th- sorry, one other thing from this is that um, Roger's like, I don't have a ring, and Brando's like, oh, well, I have your bracelet. And Roger did point out that the gemstone was missing. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, use that to travel through the stones. Yeah. So they obviously heard me from last week and wrote and that in. rewrote it. Because so, they're like, we smart. can't let that guy Joe not be happy about this i mean let's just say they're a little late to that party if they're gonna start rewriting shit mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. fine um so the next scene yeah jamie and lord tryon are walking side by side yeah and you say the king of bangs is back he is yeah his flippity bangs flipping down right in his eyes and i mentioned to you that sam hewan and the actor who plays lord tryon were friends and he's been wanting him on the show for years and years yeah that's which must be so nice hey if you are friends with someone then you have the pull i mean i guess as far as outlander goes sam human probably does have quite a bit of pull but this guy who plays lord tryon is a fantastic actor yeah he's a good character yeah he is a good character so claire you know they're at this party and they kind of separate and claire learns that george washington is at the party well before that there was a a moment Mm -hmm. where this this moment that claire always gets into Mm -hmm. the classic claire but one of the Claire moments I like where I can't even remember what it was, but basically she starts talking or saying something out of her, what the men of the era right. feel is her element. Yep. And she gets like shoo-shoo poo-pooed away mm-hmm. by Lord mm-hmm. Tryon. Yep. It's like, here's my wife. She will show you yep. how to not talk to me. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like, that happens to Claire so many All times, but she gets her comeuppance. She certainly does. Yeah. Well, and it obviously just, like, bounces right off of her. Yeah, she doesn't care. At the next party, she's going to do the same thing. Yeah, no, that's that's Claire's way. So she, and I love this character moment, she sees George Washington. Yeah, the lady who, the wife of Tryon's like, that's that's General Washington, yeah. or Captain Washington. And for the first somebody, time ever, Washington. going yeah. back in time, she's excited. She's like, well, yeah. I suppose that I should probably meet him. Yeah, she like, Sorry, has, what? Never didn't matter when she was in France meeting kings yeah. and princes and everything else. George Washington to Claire is very very that's exciting. A, it's a big deal. Proving once again that when she and Frank moved to Boston, she really became an American. Right. Right. Like that was to her yeah. the biggest deal of all. Yeah. Meeting George Washington and the guy that they cast as him was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And he's uh, he's a likable guy, and she makes a. Uh, she goes up and kind of puts her foot in her mouth mm-hmm. because, you know, he's talking about his youth and she, she made a comment about chopping down cherry trees, which, of course, is a very famous George Washington story, you know, where he chopped down the cherry tree and 
apparently uttered the famous line, I cannot tell a lie, but it kind of throws everyone for a loop, and she just kind of, oh, because that's what kids do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she gets out of it. Yeah. They sit down to watch the play, and when they pan out, I realized, watching it the second time, that Jamie is sitting right beside a red coat, because Lord Tryon wears a red coat. Yeah. And I thought... That is a stark contrast from season one. Well, and, they, and he's sitting beside someone else they, they introduced him to in the this scene before. Yeah, he's another, he's one of Tryon's friends. And uh, yeah, he has he has some sort of wound. Oh, that's where, that's why they poo-poo Claire. Because he they introduced him mm, and, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this wound. Yeah. Um, and she tried to diagnose it and they're like, bye-bye, goodbye. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, right before the play begins, Jamie learns about the robbery yeah, so there's uh, the... Which is... Yeah, the, so so Murtaugh's resistance fighters are going to rob um, a carriage full of monies, and uh, they, they know. There's a spy in Murdy's camp, oh, and Murdy. uh, yeah, and Tryon's sent, sent out the, the Redcoats to bring them in, and, then and the, Jamie freaks the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, the play begins. Yeah. Well, actually, it was, well, yeah. it was so great, because Jamie's like... That's really interesting. I should go. I, I should go. I, I should help. I should go to help you, yeah. but I should leave right now. Yeah. Lord Tryon's like, like, don't no, no. I got this shit. No, 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 no. Yeah, enjoy the play. And then poor Jamie, you just keep seeing his face yeah. get more and more like that panic of like I am stuck here watching what looked like a really bad play. Hey. Yeah, I don't know what was going on in that play. Yeah. So then we pan back to Brianna and Roger in the barn. Yeah. Great. And then what happened? Um, well, I wanted to ask you. Shoot, I'm here. A lot of people are saying that Sophie Skelton had a body double. Oh, I don't think she had a body double. If- I, I mean, I haven't watched it again, but I remember seeing her body and thinking, like, something kind of like, I mean, it was incredible, but something jolted me kind of. I was like, mm, that doesn't look quite right. I don't know. I I mean, I guess I'd go back and watch. I wasn't really paying super attention, but I seem to remember seeing side boob and face in the same shot, which makes me think that's her. It had to be her. Yeah. Um, They don't have the money for that level of CG. Like, generally, when they use a body double, you don't see the person's face. They use it for body shots. Well, just from the back. Like, that shot where she's standing over Roger from the back. May have been. I don't know why they why they would have used one there and not everywhere well, also, else. Well, also, because Sophie Skelton has, I mean, she's a dancer, right? She's got an incredible yeah. body. She's 22 years old. Yeah, if she's going to drop drop it all, then what's the... I don't understand why they would use a... It, I don't know. Some people are saying that there was one there, but I maybe. I didn't really... I, I, I think... I don't know. I mean, she got visibly naked. Uh, she did. So. And as someone who's been watching her as a daughter and a yeah. beloved... Yeah, you were a little creeped out about it. I was. I was like, doesn't this seem strange? I was fine seeing Roger. Yeah. But I felt strange. I'm like, Brianna. You saw how hairy he was. (laughs) Yeah, weirded out by that. I wonder to our (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Did anyone else notice the tufts of fur coming from. A lot back and like lower. There's a lot. Some lower back fuzz. High back and low back and the fire behind them. The fire, yeah. it, It made it look like glowing embers coming from his lower. Butt region. There's, it's something. It's worth going back. To that I noticed. I didn't notice Sophie Skeleton's potential body double, but that I noticed. Weirdness. So I think Richard Runkin did a great job in this scene. I believed it. I believed it. I guess. I mean, Roger. I find Roger to be 
completely and totally unlikable. I don't have any of the book adoration. I don't have any knowledge of him as a book character. I find the character as delivered to me in this show to be unlikable. He seems like a dick. He seems misogynistic. He seems borderline abusive. At times. I agree. And, and we haven't even gotten to the bad stuff yet. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah. So they, I want to say finish having sex, but he does pull out. It shows him pulling out. Yeah. Which I think is going to be significant. Uh, I mean, you told me that at we'll, the time. We'll, we'll I get, don't really know why. but Well, because then she has, I'm sorry, she certainly doesn't have oh, sex. Oh, that makes sense. But yeah, gotcha. There gotcha. have been two men inside of her within I got the that. same day. I got so that. if something were if, to happen. If a baby were to come out. It would be more likely that it would be. Stephen Bonnet's. I would. I Spoiler. Would, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So we go, uh, then the play with poor Jamie sitting there getting stressed out is juxtaposed with Murta all ready to perform his robbery. Yeah, they're in the bushes in the ditch in the dark and the people, they, they go back and forth to the... Yeah, it was good. This was a good scene. I like this. Yeah, I really like this. Kind of tense. And Jamie finally decides he cannot wait anymore so he goes ahead and punches the guy with the sore stomach. Yeah, he gives him a little elbow and the guy just doubles over in pain yeah and, and jamie's then, immediately like we need a doctor we need a doctor who's a doctor you're he, a doctor yeah and then he turns around and he's like i'm so sorry about this yeah and then claire stands up and he's like you heal and right well first claire he knows mutters, something's going on well but, first he mutters did i just kill a man because i yeah. did just elbow him in that yeah. sore protruding spot he has she said no he probably saved his life yes so then he quickly tells her the plan and he disappears he runs off and i love the teamwork here like i, I love that claire is just like okay she doesn't she doesn't have time to like question it or find out exactly what's going on or what she needs to do. She's just like, I got this. Yeah. She's great. And she yeah, also they're a good team. She also does got this, right? Like Oh, she, she's she's heavily she's wanted to cut that dude open for the last two hours. So she's ready. She's been dying for this. Right. So then she begins to perform the surgery yeah. while Jamie grabs a ride with George Washington and well, his wife. She brings him out and puts him on the table and then, again, has one of those yeah. Claire moments. Yeah. But I love it because, like you're saying, she, she does got this and she just, she has, the, the character of Claire is really, really well written, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And this was another good Claire moment. There's some Claire moments that I always scoff at. But these ones I love. Mm-hmm. Where she comes in it's like, it doesn't matter who's in the room. She could be in the room with, like, Jesus Christ. And she could be, Jesus is like, I'm going to heal him. And she's like, no, I fucking got this. Get out of the way, Jesus. And it's like, like it, you know, it's basically, and everyone just shuts up and listens. Yeah. Well, she starts um, ordering people around, too. She points, you, go get me a needle and thread. You, yeah. go get me some sheets. You. And Lord Tryon's and like, try- surely we are not doing this here. She's like, shut it, wig. And, well, yeah, no, like- she says, you're a friend. It'll help because yeah. he's not going to, he's going to wake up from the rum I gave him. So he'll need to see a good face. And do you have a handkerchief? Because you can put that in between his teeth. Let's go. Yeah, it's like, like even people in high, like, Trine's a really powerful dude, and you know, and has already poo pooed her once. Yeah, and she just like steamrolls people when yes. she gets when she goes full Claire. Yes, like you, there's no stopping her. Very confident. Yeah. So, meanwhile, back at the at the sex farm, <laughs> the sex barn, the sex, sex barn, sex romp. Yeah. Anyway, they're lying there, and Sophie Skelton says. I don't think I've ever been so happy like that. Right. And then they start to... She's emotional. They start to discuss why she came back. Right. And it slips that Roger knew that her parents died. 
and this is this is very true to the books. This is this is yeah. very similar to what happens in the books. Didn't they go over well. They reunite, they get married with just sex, sex it up. They sex it up and then the confession comes that Roger knew and didn't tell her. Now I will say T V series Rogers did decide to tell her because that's how he learned she went back in time. He called right. and had decided to tell her, which he might have mentioned, but in the book he just didn't tell her. And but he says, I did know and she flips out. Well she double flips out when she finds out that Fiona that he shared it with Fiona and not her. Didn't ha- that didn't happen in the book. Right. But um it's funny because in this scene, Roger is pretty horrible. Yeah, his he's his, pretty horrible. Roger's go-to reaction uh, when Sophie Brianna gets upset at him is always anger and throws it back in her face. Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, "Yeah, I wanted to be, I wanted you to be my wife, which you are, by the way. So maybe you should start listening to yeah, me." Yeah, I'm like, what? What is right? What's century are you actually from like he he was really awful and then in probably the worst moment he leaves her yeah she he's like why am i go and she's like nobody's stopping you he's like well fine then i'm out and he 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 just leaves leaves her her in that random in the random barn. barn in the middle of the night in 17 whatever 69 yeah the olden days what the actual fuck. No, he's a dick. He's a Who giant wrote, dick. Like, I don't know. I can forgive them for a lot of things, like making cheesy scenes with Jamie and Claire. I don't know if I can forgive them for their interpretation of Roger. And here's what I so will tell you. So did that not happen in the book? Not in that way. She walked, she slammed the door on him. Right. And it's funny because I actually went and reread this passage because I'm like, is it just me? I didn't, I didn't hate book Roger. I actually loved him. Am mm-hmm. I... Am I just older now and more mature? And so I realized what seemed romantic before maybe isn't. And I went back and read. And these writers, they took out a ton of stuff from this argument. Like they took some of the things that Roger and Brianna were saying to each other. But they took out a ton of kind pleas that Roger was throwing in there trying to rationalize with Brianna. And they also switched it so that instead of Brianna you know, slamming the door on him and running off, it's him abandoning her to get raped by Stephen Bennett. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They must, by now, realize that they're making Roger to be this unlikable, unsympathetic character. They've been doing it all season long. Like they, No, they don't. They, I listen to they, Matthew B. Roberts they saying... They write for a living, theoretically. He doesn't know. They don't know. They don't know that they're doing it. I mean, maybe they do after this, but the other thing that they've switched is, in the book, it was a couple weeks later that she ran into Stephen Bonnet. Not a couple minutes later? Right. Right. So, and maybe they weren't, like, calculating the, like, double effect of, in addition to Roger walking out on her. Yeah, it's it's a really bad day. It's awful. And I couldn't help but blame Roger when it was happening. Because I'm like, why would he leave her? Yeah? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like, if they get together now, I don't know what Roger's going to do to redeem that badass day, but it's got to be pretty big. My favorite Brianna moment was when she pushes him and says, screw you. I'm like, yeah, that's what you should do to some guy that's talking to you like this. Yeah, good job, Ruby. And you even said he's a misogynistic asshole with back hair. He is. And, yeah, 
Book Roger is much more puppy dog, much sweeter, and they need to switch that up. Because anything they give Richard Rankin, he'll turn into gold, obviously. Why are you such a Rankin lover? He's great. I don't know. I don't see it. But, I mean, when they tell him to act like a big asshole, he is. Unless he is... Unless he is, like, interpreting it in a different way and making it worse than what they're giving him. Yeah, maybe he just comes across as a dick. Okay, now, a lot of people, a lot of viewers. How many people? Many, 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 many felt the same way about Roger that we did. Okay, And that is also very contradictory to how people felt about book Roger. It's rare because usually I don't share the same opinion as the many, many. So... And I mean, there's a, there are a few people who said, no, he was just hurt and he's right. an orphan and Brianna is his lifeline and she hurt him so he had to leave. And, you know, one person pointed out, and it is true, you know, everyone forgives Jamie for all of the mistakes he makes. Like when he beat Claire, for example, right. everyone was like, well, he's from a different time. He didn't know. But no one forgives Roger for what he does. Roger is, uh, Jamie is from a different time. That's that's legit. But you still shouldn't beat your Roger, wife. no, of course not. But it's, it's, it's not, Jamie seems way more progressive. He does, Like, actually. not seems. That's true. Jamie is a million times more progressive, even pre-Claire, like, I mean, Claire's pro- progressive him up, but even pre, like, before he really got in with Claire, like, he was way more progressive than Roger has ever been. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I would love, and I wonder if it's because it's a man who wrote this episode, and he's like, yeah, this is the kind of fight that a man and woman would have. It's like, is he not in relationships? You can't say that kind of thing to a woman and then end up with her afterwards. The stuff that Roger was saying to Brianna is the kind of thing that, like, you know, that really awful ex-boyfriend that you had one time you were dating and you're like, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, yeah, but a woman directed it. So she was the one, you know, basically guiding him on how to deliver the lines, you know, and, and how the scene was going to break down. So I I, I don't know. I, I think they were just trying to deliver what they were given. I guess so. But it's bad. And honestly, my heart went out to Sophie Skelton when he walked out on her. Yeah. Also, it's unrealistic for the character. Roger has been searching for months, carrying that picture of her, asking hundreds of people. He finds her. They they pledge to be together through sickness and health and poverty and everything for eternity. They become man and wife, and at the first argument they have, he walks out on her forever. Well, you kind of got foreshadowing of this when they were back back in the 70s when he proposed to her and he she said, I don't think so. And he lost his shit then too and walked out on her, took his booze and left. You know, like like he's this is he's a he's a hothead. Well, I will say this and it's it's not too much of a spoiler, but Roger, at least I mean, Rod, the, the character of Roger has some dark dark times ahead and in the book it's painful to read about but i'm ready for him to experience he's got it coming now. Uh, now i'm like he deserves it like okay well so we'll see what happens there so the robbery is stopped and saved by your favorite character yeah, fergie shows up just in the nick of time he does although there's an interesting um somewhere in between there there was a an interesting plot point that i feel should because i wanted to probably won't uh, plays in where Jamie goes out to to go warn Murtaugh and notices that the Washingtons have also left the play, have yeah. also taken 
this opportunity to to leave the play. Yeah, why? And we don't know why, but it it it, it comes back around. Um, you know, at the end, but uh, but yeah, the Washingtons have also led the play. They even offer Jamie a ride, and I mean, we know that George Washington ends up you know leading the Americans to victory against the British. So you know, I. This political. Is, There's is, stuff going yeah, this on. This is laying the groundwork, you know, while while Claire was inside, you know, doing her surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the moment when Fergus approaches Murta, Murta says, "Is it you?" Because they have not seen each other since that very last episode a, of season two, when it was little Fergus and little he scruffy was scruffy, one-handed Fergus. And, no, he didn't. Two-handed Fergus. It was two-handed oh, Fergus. I miss you two-handed Fergus. It was the same day that Claire and Jamie killed Dougal Mackenzie, and they go down, and Jamie rewrites the deed to Lallybrock, and he hands it to Fergus mm-hmm. right before the Battle of Culloden, like right. an hour before, and he says to Fergus, "It's going to be like a three-day journey." He says, "You need to guard this. This document is more important than your life and mine." And little Fergus puts it in his shirt and looks back at the three of them. Right. Claire, Jamie, and Murta. And that's the last time Murta ever sees him. Right. So I wish that there'd been a little bit more of a reunion. Right. Although Murta is really sweet and he says there's no other man I'd rather see. But he's like, where's Jamie? It's why, kind of a slight to Jamie. Why didn't my godson come? Well, because he's like, where's Jamie? He's like, he's watching a play. <laughs> he's Murta's at the like, theater. Of course he is. But he took care of him. He did. Jamie took care of Murta. So he's... Yeah. Jamie Fraser is walking a fine line, but we know whose side he's on. Yeah. And I like that. And I know we're jumping out of order here because I got a little bit, I got a little bit carried away with the Roger thing. I got a little worked up. I was, I felt worked up about Roger's representation in this episode. But I do want to talk about Claire's surgery. And and that yeah. scene where she's performing the surgery, what did you think of it? It was my favorite scene of the episode by far. I, you know, I, I, uh... The, having to watch that other garbage, it, it made me miss. Like it's, you know, it's not an awesome episode when I'm just dying to get back to Jamie and Claire. <laughs> I'm just itching for it. And, but uh, but no, this is one of those like Claire Claire being Claire moments where yeah, like it's it's like action surgeon Claire, which I I kind of like. But you know who I thought stole the show in this scene? Who? Lord Tryon. He was good, yeah. He was good because he was very uncomfortable, but he did exactly what she told him to right. do. He tried to comfort his friend. Yeah. He promised him all sorts of land and everything else. Later on, he was like, he won't remember that. Right. Movie. And then he, he, you can tell he's, she's slowly winning him over. And then the other surgeon arrives and he's basically like, what are you doing? This man just needs tobacco smoke shot up his backside or yeah. something. Literally, that's what he said. Yeah. And it was like, and Tryon just looks at him as like, she's got this. Yeah. Well, and Tryon did everything she told him to do. He comforted his friend. Yeah. His face was right there. He held him down. And at the moment when she told him to, he shoved the handkerchief in his mouth. Like Yeah. He, oh, and the guy on the table played it well. Like when she shoved her hand in his, mm-hmm, in, shoving mm-hmm. his intestine back mm-hmm. in place, he's like, <laughs> like it was, it was well, it was well acted. It was well done. Like the guy on the table should get like the muffled scream award you know <laughs> for the year because he he did a great job and no it was good it was just and claire looks so good when she's sewing people up yeah she, and, and the even the the old-timey surgeon was like looking over and like gave his buddy like a she's doing a pretty damn good job yeah. like look and i would like to go through and just do uh i'm not going to but um i like a like a claire taking over surgery montage yeah people would watch be, that I, Watch I, it, I feel like there's been, um, I don't know how many times they've done it, but she's this is just like a like a stamp poof, poof, poof scene yeah. that they do with Claire. Like 
dude's got a hook in him. <laughs> Surgery. You know, like, dude's going to die on the battlefield. Let's do some shit. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. she's, she's got a few of these. And, um, but they're always kind of the same scene, you know, where people are like, should you do that? And she's like, shut up! Give me a needle! And it's, you know, yeah. like, and <laughs> they're always, they're always great scenes. I always like them. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if the same person... You know, write some like I mean, because you know, like like we go back, like who wrote this episode? But these TV shows are always written in a writer's room. Like someone will get the credit, but they're you know, like they go through a lot of hands before they ever get to the mm-hmm. air. And I, I kind of wonder if you know these sort of Claire scenes, they almost seem sort of templated, but it's the one template in this show that I really like. I like yeah. how they do it. Well, and. Katrina Ball, kudos to her, because she was a Victoria's Secret model. But yet, when I watch her, I'm like, oh, yeah, she knows she's a doctor. She's yeah, a no, she sells it. it. She's good at it. She deserves that Golden Globe nom. She does. Sorry, Sam. Oh, that's such a shame. Megan is so sad every year when the Golden Globe nominations come out. Or is it Golden Globes? Yeah. And Sam Hewen, Katrina Balfe gets nominated and Sam Hewen never gets it's nominated. It's a cry and shame. Do you think she would get nominated if she wasn't playing beside Sam Hewen? I'll answer no. Well, we'll never know. They are a dynamic duo yeah. and it is bullshit. It is a cry and shame wow. that he is not nominated for a Golden Globe every year. There you go. A little extra passion. We need to talk about the final scene. Did anything else happen in this episode? Yes. Oh, something right. awful at the end. It was awful. So poor Brianna like gets herself dressed. Yeah. After being kind of used by Roger. Yeah. Goes back to her inn. The only inn in town. Yes. Stumbles upon Stephen Bonnet. Who fortuitously just happens to be holding her mother's wedding ring in the air. And you know what? I will I will give credit where credit is due. Mm. Sophie Skelton acts very well in this. Yeah. Well, she's she, already pissed. Well, and she says, that was my mother's ring. And then she says, is she dead? Yeah. And then tries to play it cool and says, it's bad luck to wear things of the dead. And I really, I rarely buy what she sells, but I really liked that line delivery. Yeah. Because she was like trying to cover. She's like, I know what century I'm in. I know people right. believe that. I'm not being too yeah, weird. Just tell me if she's dead. Because if you're Brianna, it's like, I have just been, I am having a really bad day. I need my mother. You have a ring that I know she never took off. Is she dead? Because that's what you would think if you saw that ring. Right. But he says, last time I saw your mother, she was alive and well. Yeah, it's like the the guy who plays Stephen Bonnet, um, he does a great job because this character is this weird balance of like a true evil asshole, mm-hmm. but also with like this weird code of honor that like his perverted version of a code of a honor. It is a perverted version, but I know like, what you're saying. Because it's he like he didn't flipping. lie. You know what I mean? Like he, he told her the truth about what, you know, well, last time he saw her. He, she was alive. Yeah. You know, like like those kind of, like it's... And he, like when he said, yeah. like when he did heads or tails, every time he didn't kill Roger because it was the right one. Yeah. And we'll get to it later, but he, well... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so then... So, I mean, then the horrible scene. She offers to buy the ring off him, and he says, Come you can me. earn it yeah. in a different way. Come over here. And the room, and he closes the door, and you just see... The reaction of all of the people, yeah. men and women. Now, the woman, I don't know if you noticed, she actually had the decency to look uncomfortable. She kind of looked right. down. She was uncomfortable. And there was, after watching it a second time, there was one shot of a man who kind of looked like he disapproved. Right, like but he other wasn't, people were laughing. Other people Everyone were laughing. knew what Everyone was knew what was happening, and no one was doing a fucking thing. Right. And that one man did look like he was like, mm, he shouldn't do that. But well, it was kind of like, you shouldn't steal a donut. And I thought the... 
for me, I don't know if what it was for you, but the 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 part that was the most, that was the biggest sort of um, like gut kick from that scene, uh, was when someone came by and straightened her boots. I know. It's like, like well, because he almost tripped on them, and he's like, "Someone's gonna trip on these boots." Right. This girl oh. was getting raped. Is like, I could have I... tripped on these boots, you know, like like it's or, or whatever. Like I'm yeah. not, like that was, you know, it's it's such an acknowledgement that it's happening, but I'm not going to. I don't know. It was just weird. It's like disgusting. it was. It was. You know what? I that was a really cool part of the episode that was written in. Like it was a, just a little touch that just sort of this added, you know, air of. I don't give a shit what's happening. Yeah, to yeah. What's the like enti- not entitlement, but, but you know that they're letting it happen. Yeah. Uh, the word escapes me, but um, yeah, it was a it was a really well done terrible scene. Yeah. You know what I mean. So interesting sense. piece of information. Yes. Please. I read a Vanity Fair interview with so- Sophie Skelton, mm-hmm. and they filmed this scene in two different ways, and oh. she preferred she wanted the first the first way they did it was they shot this scene. With her and Ed Spieler or whoever sure. plays. And they did the whole scene. Everything was shown. Right. But they, I guess, found it more effective. And apparently it was kind of a nod to the Me Too movement. And just basically how, like, you know, in reference to Harvey Weinstein and all the horrible things he did, everyone knew it was happening. Right. So it was kind of like they, they decided to do it in this way to make people uncomfortable and to make them more uncomfortable and to sort of view it. And in a way, it's, you know, how many rape scenes do we need to see? It almost seemed more violent when you weren't actually watching it. Yeah, yeah. The Because yeah, the way Brianna plays it is there's something that's called like um, partial or oh, it's like body paralysis. Okay. So she her body basically gets paralyzed but she doesn't realize it, right? So she's right. still screaming and she thinks she's fighting, but she's in such terror that her body... Right, right. she's locked up and... Yeah, and when they go back to finally show her, it is kind of shocking because she is just like lying there limp. So I don't, I don't know what would have been more disturbing. I suspect with her off camera, it's more disturbing than when she's on yeah, camera. Yeah, I think they played it well. But she played it really well. It's the first time where her acting has actually affected me mm-hmm. like when you saw her and her nose is bleeding and she's just lying there and she's just it's like stunned, oh she's you know, stunned like, she's yeah. stunned and i said this to you at the very beginning of the scene when he like grabs her and he like punches her in the face she just goes totally limp mm-hmm. and remember i said to you i'm like she's not claire like i feel like claire would have somehow like picked up a candlestick and cracked him oh, on yeah, the head no. or she would have done something to get herself out of that situation and it made me feel bad for brianna because she is just she is a young child and she's not i mean she's not a young child but she's you know she's i was looking at her as a child because someone punched her in the face and she did what i would do which is just completely go limp and collapse in terror no please get the candlestick i mean i would i mean i would like to believe that i would i'll try yeah please for fuck's sake get the candlestick anyways it was a very horrible scene and it was i thought my cussing today very well done yeah, it was really well done. And then that sort of horrible... Well, okay. Then we get back to Stephen Bonnet's like perverse oh, yeah. code of honor. Yes. Because she goes to leave and he lets her... Like he just lets her... Leave, like as if it was a transaction. Yeah. He you said, know? I thought you were a virgin. That yeah, was a bit you, disappointing. You yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously you're not. And uh, she goes to leave and he just like lets her walk out. And he's like, oh, hey. Hold on. Wait, wait. You're forgetting something. And, like, she does a great job of just, like, this stunned yes. half turn. He's like, yeah, this is your ring. 
you know, job well done. Remember, we I told you yeah. I would give it to you. And, uh, and again, I'm like, oh, that's nice. He's yeah, he's like a he's a psychopath, right? He is like, a like he's a he's a like a true psychopath. But he does have some sort of weird perverted yeah. code of conduct, which makes him like, worse, in my opinion. Because it's almost it throws you off more. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of I mean, I feel like it makes him very unpredictable. Jack Randall, for example, would have just Same. smiled and been like, "I'm not giving you the ring." Oh yeah, no, Jack See Randall would. He was. He's Were not you so stupid as yeah. to think. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's not as well, Jack malicious Randall, as no, Jack Randall. Yeah, he was a psychopath. Whereas I feel like Stephen Bonnet is a sociopath. So he yeah. knows. Right. He's more socially. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. They're well, both, yeah, like Jack Randall is like a, he wants to. He's like a sadist. Like he wants to cause pain. Right. Where Stephen Bonnet is just a bad person. Cause him, give himself pleasure in whatever way he wants. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, like he didn't, like when he killed the kid on the boat, he wasn't doing that because he he likes to kill kids. He was like, he just has no moral compass that it's like, he was like, this kid's going to kill everybody off the boat. Yeah. You know, like, you know, so it's, he's a very bad person, but yeah, he's got this weird morality to him, which actually makes him an an interesting character to watch. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then we just see Brianna kind of. Yeah, she walks up the stairs. Walks up the stairs. And that's it. And that's it. So that was the episode. Moin points. Um, I mean, oh god, I don't even know. Twenty. Let's go twenty. Twenty. Because there, it was, it was uh, a not a very good episode. All the Roger Brianna stuff was just trash. Yeah. Uh, but it had two s- strong scenes that I liked. Like I liked the Claire in the, you know, Claire surgery and. I like the end scene. Like, I didn't like the end scene. But I can acknowledge that it was a really well done scene. Much like the end scene of um, America the Beautiful when Stephen Bonnet goes and robs them and the music is playing in the background. Yeah. There's no voice. That was also a very well done scene that was kind of disturbing. Yeah, all the Stephen Bonnet stuff is is pretty well done. Yeah, like he's, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty over the top as bad guys go, but... I guess just I, I plod through this show so much that I don't I don't mind. Yeah. I, I want a little bit of over the top. You loin point, point it up, loin it. Eighty. Eighty. That's not good. That's like a that's like a ten it's for low. me. It's very. That's low. hard low. But I love Roger 80. and this episode. It. I don't. I like I said. I don't know if I can forgive them for making me not love Roger and right. this. This guy that I saw on screen was not. Was not my Roger. Here's what I want. I'm going to throw it out to to our listener. Z- <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you think? I want to I reach out to us on any of those good old internet platforms. Loinlander at gmail.com. At Loinlander on Twitter. Or the... Loinlander Podcast Group on Facebook. Loinlander Podcast Group on Facebook. Tell us. Yeah, I want to know what you think. Roger, dick, douche, or misunderstood good guy? Yeah. Yeah, do you, do you think they can redeem him to the level of Book Roger, as I'm told? Or uh, is this Roger going to take a different path? What's yeah. going to happen? Because you, after watching that scene, like you were like, God, I hope she can find someone else that can yeah. treat her nicer. Like, this is... Yeah, like, I mean, this isn't, you know, the lasting love of all time, that's for sure. This guy seems like a dick. Like, he he, he looks like he would be an abusive husband if I ever got I married. I know! That's all I'm going to say about that. No, it's not, because we have more episodes. MVP. Uh, I mean, Claire. I liked Claire stuff. She was strong. You? Okay. Roger's it, back here. Is it weird to say Richard Rankin? It is. After you pretty <laughs> much wailed on him all episode, yes. That's 
that's that's but a little I bit still think he did a great job with the material he you was given. You just love him so much. He's your new Tobias Menzies. He can do no wrong. I know. Even when he does do wrong, I'm like, he did wrong really He's well. So good at wronging. <laughs> he wrongs the shit out of that. Yeah. Okay, no. Okay, it won't be Richard Rankin, but it is strange for me to have him in, a, in an episode and not choose. Maybe Stephen Bonnet, because I, I watched Bonnet, it by yeah. myself at midnight, which I never stay up that yeah. late. But I watched it, and uh, I was just in this dark room in our house, and I was really disturbed. Like, he's very good. Mm, so it's high praise, considering he only had one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite scene, you've already said. Yeah. Claire's surgery. Yeah. You? What was my favorite scene? Did you have one? This is rare. Oof. Oof. Wow, this is supposed to be a you like it, I hate it show. I know. What was my... Oh, I know what my favorite scene was. When Brianna and Roger reunite and hug before he starts physically abusing her by tearing her arm. And mentally. And then mentally being mean to her. Right. So that That would have been my favorite scene. Okay, good. Least favorite scene. Uh, Too many to choose. Okay. Yeah, everything in the barn. All the barn. Barn barn, stuff. Barn shit. Yeah, my least favorite scene was their fight. Yeah. Because I'm like, you can't you can't have a beloved character saying those mean words to someone and then wanting us for them to be together. Here's the thing, though. Here's what I'll say about that. Is if I didn't know mm-hmm. what book Roger from you and mm-hmm. from, you know, what I see on the, on the internet, uh, if I didn't know what it's supposed to be, I may not have been as upset about this episode. Like, Roger is an unlikable character in the show to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I didn't know what, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that more is going to happen with mm-hmm. them than what's happened. I maybe wouldn't have been so upset about it because I know at some point they're going to want me to like this guy. Mm-hmm. So it makes me... Annoyed. annoyed why I'm watching it. But I wonder if I didn't know if I would have been as annoyed. Because I would have been like, oh, well, she's going to drop this dick bag like a hot potato and find, you know, someone else or something. You know, like like I would have expected that this guy, honestly, I would expect that Roger and Stephen Bonnet would like team up and they would be bad guys. Seriously. Oh, wow. Like that's kind of where, that's kind of where I could, if I didn't know, I could see it leading. Wow. For real. I will just point out one thing because I remember because I like I said I went back and read the book and one of the things he said in the barn before she stormed away which made more sense is he's like Brianna remember your parents have tried to change things in the past before it never works that's why I didn't want to tell you about your parents dying because I knew you would want to come back in time and that you would try and change things and we already know that we can't it's impossible but in the show he just says something mean like we can't save everyone we love. It's right. like, oh, no, no, you can't you can't suddenly like try and like spindle things down. Like spend right. less time having sex and more time like actually explaining your side of the fight. Totally. You know? Okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we've ripped into this one enough. You know it's not great when I say we've ripped into it enough. Ooh. Thank you for tuning in to yet another edition listening. of Loylander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I'll be back in time. Talk about the fact that they got married. No. No, we didn't. They got married. La di da. They tied a rope around their hands. They said some. Well, we can't go back. It's like twenty minutes ago. It's like...
second season of the show. We can't, we can't, go, we, we can't go back. <laughs>